Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Umke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Uh, guys, we got a really cool show set up for you today. Uh, as we ramp up for the holiday season, we know LMLs, uh, fourth gen Cummins, we know the 6.7 Power Strokes. These are some of our most popular trucks at Duramax Tutor and Calibrated Power. Right. So with those we always get a standard kind of grouping of questions right chris yeah yeah. what are some of the most common questions you get on the phone from a day-to-day about emissions equipped uh performance well i'd say the first and foremost the question is do you offer delete tunes right so that's how it starts (laughs) educate that end user is to know no we do not do or support any emissions off um then the phone conversation is going to go one of two ways but generally i would follow that up with why are you looking for deletes Right. Sure. Um, from there, you know, you go into a slew of questions. Maybe that customer is interested in tuning or wasn't educated on you could tune emissions on. Uh, but then you get into these questions of how quickly is it going to uh, clog up my DPF or can you shut off EGR? Is the EGR going to cause catastrophic failure because the exhaust gas is traveling back through the motor or um, is it? Uh, what's my fuel mileage going to be? Um, how much hotter is my truck going to operate? Um, will my truck blow black smoke after putting your tuner on my vehicle? Can you make it louder? Can you make it louder? That's another. Will it use more def? One. Will it use more def? Mm-hmm. Um, can you shut def off? Do you do delete tunes? No. But can you <laughs> shut the EF off? No. Um, you know, so you know, just off the top of my head, I would say that those are some of the the big ones, and I'm probably missing a couple. And honestly, the couple that I'm missing, it's just a different way of phrasing any of the things that I just said because <laughs> that's what happens. Um, but I would say, you know, with what we have going on in the industry right now, you know, for us here at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, it's it's these questions have been a a household thing for us for years, you know, just sure. the same questions, but now it's it's like on supercharged mode. Every time we get someone on the phone that's inquiring about tuning, um, they look us up, they see that, you know, we are live, active, still offering tunes, and then that's the... I don't want to group and say that these are the type of customers that we get, but unfortunately, everyone has some form of education when it comes to the aftermarket and what's out there, and they're going to ask the questions, and you know, we're here to help. Well, let's be honest. I mean, your favorite customer has got to be podcast fans, because oh, they've already sure. heard all of this stuff, yeah, and when they yeah. call in, it's usually they have really well-educated uh, questions, and they have a, a specific point, and then they know what products they yeah, need. I, and it's I, a, it's got to be easier to work with these guys. I think it's going to be more or less like that seasoned listener because I do have some guys like, hey, listen, you're on the podcast, awesome. By the way, I got a 2012 LML I want to tune. It's deleted. You know, well, again, you know, the, co- the different companies have different like mission statements, if you will, or they have different guidelines that they stand behind. And us as always, we as an organization has always been emissions on, clean tunes, drivability improvements, that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, it, to the newer listeners, listen to some of the older podcasts where we kind of get into the nitty gritty when it comes to that stuff. But uh, yeah, no, those are my favorite customers, podcast <laughs> listeners for sure. All right, man. Well, hey, before diving into today's topic and answering some of those questions really specifically and getting into some of the nitty gritty data behind our data driven results, I want to give a quick shout out to our two sponsors of the show. Uh, that's going to be WC Fab. Jason Worley, Ryan Worley, and the rest of the Worley guys and the whole crew over there, they do an amazing job with fab work, with powder coating, with custom, with installs, with builds, with pretty much anything you need for the truck. They can hook you up with. Uh, And if they don't make it in-house themselves, they're only going to sell you the highest quality products available for what you need. And what's nice is they're well-versed. You know, they offer support for Dodge, Ford, Ram. Ford um, and GM. So, absolutely. You know, you need parts, upgrades, powder coated products, anything like that. I mean, they can definitely be that one stop shop. 
And speaking of the highest quality parts in the industry, of course, that brings us right on over to Exergy Performance. Uh, you guys have heard me say it a million times, Exergy Performance, it's the only products we put in our trucks. It's the only products we put in our customers' trucks uh, when it comes to wanting the best results, the most consistent results. And also just, honestly, straight-up availability and ease of getting what you need. Uh, it's not a hassle. It's not a wildly complicated system. You give somebody like Chris Emke a call over here at 815-568-7920, extension 2126, uh, 2121. Um, and uh, you'll, you'll be able to talk to Chris, and he'll set you up with the exact set of injectors or pump or whatever other parts for your Bosch high-pressure common rail system, uh, they'll get you taken care of the right way the first time. All right, and now back to back to what we're getting into, Chris. I think one of the things I thought was really cool was, wow, a few months ago now, um, Nick and the team did a, a Diesel Insights video on the Duramax Tuner YouTube channel about soot accumulation. Yeah. And walk walk our listeners through what was the goal or what was the point of doing that test? Yeah, so uh, you know the goal of the test was uh, to record reliable and consistent data around the relationship between a soot accumulation and peak power output on a common rail diesel engine. So your DPF, EGR, SER equipped trucks. Um, there's a lot of you know common myths or things like that. You know, just to dive into a couple of them. You know, even us as an organization, you know, we weren't really too sure on. And that is, is a truck going to make the same type of horsepower? when the DPF has 15% soot versus 80% soot. Right. You know, because the common theme here or a lot of questions that are asked is, well, the DPF is hindering peak power and performance because there's baffles, muffles, that kind of thing inside of the muffler or the DPF filter, if you will, um, that are hindering exhaust flow. So that's got to be back pressure that the engine just simply can't get out. Um, I, I love back pressure. I love, I love when we yeah, talk back, back pressure. So, you know, um, that that that's a really big one for me, mm-hmm. okay? Um and, you know, the, the real big thing here is is a lot of the um, potential customers or end users, you know, they group tuners as a whole. Right. Okay. So, you know, all the box style programmers, I'm not going to get into, you know, who those are. Just there's the household tuner names, the boxed programmers that are out there that offer minimal power, but they're a piggyback system. So they over manipulate or over pressurize certain parameters in the ECU. That's generally going to call for a dirty or smoke output. That's going to cause the DPF to fill up with soot quicker. That's going to form uh, more frequent regen cycles. When the truck regens, guys, it doses fuel. That's going to all kind of go in the line with fuel consumption going down, not up. And that's and I, w- I want to talk about that, too, because when it comes to the tuners that are out there, what we've seen is that custom tuners for a long time have been uh, delete tuners, right? Like if you were getting a custom tune for a long time in this industry, you were deleting all of the emissions equipment and that's what you were getting a custom tune for, or you were building a high performance vehicle and you deleted the emissions equipment and you needed a custom tuner. Now, yes, custom tuners have been around much longer than emissions equipment, but recent years, the last five years or so, I would say that that was the majority of the driving force behind custom tuning. Well, now with all of the EPA crackdowns, with PPI getting fined, with with this and that going on, custom tuners are now at a scramble. And, and we know a lot of the other guys in the industry, and we've seen this, and they're now scrambling to try to learn how does emissions equipment work. And one thing to kind of segue on that is, is when you take a truck emissions off, there is a style and a strategy of tuning 
that is very similar to the older trucks. There wasn't a lot of adoption to take place with some of the newer controllers and the newer style of tuning. Yeah. There's newer limiters and scalings that take place within the mapping itself to where you don't tune a truck deleted the way you tune a truck emissions on. Simple as that. I don't care who you are. If you talk to any of the biggest names in the industry, there is a difference. And the guys a that, massive difference. If the guys that are just getting into the emissions on space, they're trying to figure that out. And and what was the easiest thing to do for somebody in that situation? For some some small local tuner, and listen, we know those guys. We love those guys. Even if they're building their own tunes and they're not buying products from us, that's where everybody in this industry started at yep. one point in their life, man. We got nothing against it. We had nothing but love for these guys. But there were a lot of guys, and we saw this they wrote delete tunes yesterday today they woke up they said okay i'm gonna go turn i'm gonna go make emissions equipped tunes and they go and they turn all of the emissions codes back on and then they flash an emissions equipped truck they drive it and they say well fuck it's better than stock done and then not done just from our experience that is not done well then a few hundred miles later you know (laughs) so it's overload or the dpf's loaded with soot uh nox uh productions through the roof you're getting nox codes i'm going through duff man like a tank a week so i mean you know (laughs) not 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 to pitch or anything like that but you know for us over here i mean it's been a a six seven year you know uphill battle if you will with trying to gain the knowledge well that's the thing seven years of us doing the research and and just this year in 2019 we developed this soot accumulation test yep. and and i really wanted to dive into this test and and some of what was involved in it so j- just to give you guys a baseline this specific test we try to control for as many variables as we possibly could we ran our rpm window from 2350 to 3200 um so this is a 2017 you're right Let's, l5p duramax which sure. for any of our listeners has probably one of the smallest dpf canisters so the DPF itself is one of the smallest. Yep. Um, and what's different with the L5P versus any of the other platforms is they don't go by soot grams accumulated. They go by soot percentage. So the filter itself goes from zero to 100 and then goes through a regen cycle. Yeah. And the idea around the test was is we wanted to take the uh, L5P Duramax stock, so OE file, and run it through the, the torture test, if you will, that you'll dive into here in a second. But then we back it up. We back it up with a tow with a tow tune, our tow tune that we developed here at CalibratedPower.com. Then we do our sport tune. So these are the tunes that we send out to any of our L5P customers. Um, and again, we chose the L5P platform uh, be, because the DPF again is is one of the smaller DPFs in the group. Sure. Um, so if we're trying to you know provide proper or quality content, it only made sense to do it with this. Whereas you know a Cummins DPF is a lot more stout if you will i would have to say it's a larger size it's a much bigger size or any of the fords for that matter like they're the fords damn near the length of the truck yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's pretty crazy so um paul go back so what what, what okay. kind of test did we do here okay so the test is on the dyno so we strap the truck down uh we run our rpm window from 2350 to 3200 we measure our operating and exhaust gas temperatures at the start and the end of it so that we know that we're keeping it within an acceptable tolerance so we keep a real tight tolerance on operating temps and that plays into emissions equipment in a large way okay um once the test is initiated, the dyno computer takes over and actually sweeps the RPM range in seven seconds. This removes any human operator error of, oh, well, you stepped on it harder, or you, you, you smashed it quicker. No, the, the computer is the one running the throttle input. Well, and just to touch here, 
the truck is under the dyno load. Right. There is no way in hell this truck in the real world is going to be under this aggressive of a load yeah. for those seven seconds. Like, granted, if you had, you know, 20,000 pounds behind you or something like that. And okay, you're running up Pike's Peak, sure. Exactly. Right. But the truck is going under a very vigorous workload right here. And that's the thing I want to take away from this, that in a, in a real world scenario, if you were to take the truck and flat foot it, it's not going to be under this aggressive of a load to accumulate these type of, of soot grams that we're talking about. Right. But we wanted to compare apples to apples. And and, and so that's why that's why we, we measured the beginning soot load and then the ending soot load for every single one of them. Um, this is this is wide open throttle. This is fourth gear for seven seconds. Like Chris said, you're you're not gonna see this in the real world. And it was. It was a really interesting Result, and I think a few of the things that I learned from this uh, surprised me. Number one, we'll just hit them right off the bat. So, if you were at a stock horsepower level, completely stock tuned on the truck, we found consistently that this test would gain three percent. Yep. So, and- now here's what really shocked me, Chris. It didn't just gain three percent soot across the board. It gained it regardless of what our starting soot load was at. Right. So, in the three tests that we did, uh, the first test we ran at seventy-six percent soot load. The second test at seventy nine percent soot load and then eighty two percent soot load. So you can see they're they're back to back. And yep. what I expected, what I expected is the lower you were in starting soot load, the more percentage you would gain. Yep. Okay. That's because when the my thought being is when the filter is empty, it's going to catch a lot of soot very quickly, and then as soot builds up, it's going to start to retain heat, and it's going to start to have a passive regen effect on the road. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going to see your accumulation like soot per mile or soot per 100 miles is going to be really quick at the beginning of the DPF and then really slow down to a crawl towards the end of the the, the regen cycle. However, that's not what the test showed, and, and it, it proved that across the board. When I jump up and I look at our sport tune, which is 550, I'm sorry, 566 horsepower to the rear wheels measured, we started that one at 41%, yep. much lower in the spectrum, and guess what? That run only gained two percent soot load. Yeah. So, and then to kind of dive back a little bit to so the toe setting, which is about a seventy-five wheel horsepower gain from stock. Um, we ran that test, you know, eighty percent soot load, eighty-five percent soot load, ninety percent soot load. Again, three percent across the board. Yeah. So the thing to take away from here is whether the truck is stock or you add an additional hundred and fifty wheel horsepower in stock configuration, the soot load gain with a custom calibration, what we could offer is going to be within reason of what the factory would offer. Just consistent. And that is where, you know, we we strive in what we talk about when it comes to understanding the platform, understanding the emissions, tuning with the emissions to better suit what the truck's overall goal or what our goal is for the truck to operate under. Um, helping improve on air fuel mixture and things like that. Absolutely. No, I, I, I mean, and that's one of the things that the video, I think Nick and Tim, our Dynotech, did a really good job yep. of diving into was talking about lambda control. Uh, lambda control is is balancing that air-fuel ratio to make sure that regardless of what your power level is, what your throttle input is, what the scenario is, is that you're giving the truck the proper amount of air and fuel at any given point of time. And that is what's going to impact soy. Uh but what we found is is that doesn't mean that we had to give up drivability. No, no. Right? No, there no. wasn't this big hindrance. There wasn't this big restriction. Sure, peak power, you want to make more. You want to make another 40 horsepower? Sure, spend the extra four or five grand to go and delete the truck. Yeah. I don't care. Um, 
But but to have a normal now, daily driver, on, you just touched on something that I I you know what I know I, I dropped that bomb. And I know you, you did, it. and I hate it, <laughs> guys. You going and removing the emissions on an L5P to gain thirty or forty horsepower to an end user, it's like okay, so you just admitted that I can delete the truck and gain another forty horsepower. That the emissions are hindering that. No, that is incorrect. The turbocharger's efficiency range of what it can provide airflow-wise is a 550 to 560 wheel horsepower setup. Correct. When you remove the emissions, you're able to drive the turbocharger harder, which means you're allowing the turbo to throw inefficient hot air into the engine, which is going to net you a few horsepower. We can do that on an emissions-on truck, too. Could. But... We want the health of the DPF to be at hand, and there's a lot of documentation across you know, the industry and on the forums that state exactly what I'm saying right now. An L5P factory turbo 550 wheel, you're done. Anything over that, you're literally risking the lifespan of the turbocharger in a great way. Simple as that. So I just wanted to kind of knock that one out of the park. At the same time, I want to put out the L5P delete compliant you're not going to notice a difference as far as the drivability perspective is concerned it is by far one of the nastiest platforms that i have ever had the luxury of driving for real i mean all the i think about back in 20 2010 12 2014 even getting behind an lml a cummins you know the fords depending on the year model after 15 yeah, yeah i mean a little bit of a delay down low a little bit of weird you know quirks in the power band you know the getting up to the higher uh, vehicle speeds and apply the throttle there's like that dead spot that's more of a transcal scenario the l5p don't have that the L5P honestly feels like a tuned LML right, straight out of the gate. Yeah. We can only improve on even more. So, you know, GM did their homework with these platforms. They're really, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely correct, man. Yeah, and I think I think that's the other thing is that we've gone back and we've looked at similar testing, although all of the, the OEMs offer their DPF info in a different format. Absolutely. So we can't measure soot grams compared to soot grams across all three, yep. right? It's They all have their own little quirk yep. of how they measure it. But what we've seen is the same consistent results as we measure soot accumulation across all of the brands is that with today's turbocharging systems, uh, which are all electronically controlled variable veins, with today's fuel systems, which are all the highest levels of, yep. of of pressure that we've ever seen because if you pressurize the fuel at a, a much higher rate we find better atomization and, and it burns cleaner we get less nox so things like this like they've they've done all of this research and, and spent all of these millions to give us these great platforms guys always ask me well then why do they come detuned from the factory yeah well, why does it come at 405 to the wheels i know i know the l5p is yeah. rated at 445 but we've measured it yeah it's yep. it's not um why there and then and then pull back and say, and say, well, well, we can go another 150 yeah. over that. I mean, when guys ask me that on the phone, you know, there's this. Uh, usually, when guys ask me that, they're they're trying to stump me or quiz me, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but the big thing you have to think about is this: they have one engine with one engine power output. They put them in 2500, 3500. They even put them in Kodiaks, right? So the bigger yeah. trucks. Um, and the guy that buys the truck as a 2500 probably isn't going to use the truck the same way for the guy that bought the 3500 or the Kodiak. Sure. Um, even two guys that have 2500 pickup trucks, they might use the truck differently. So, you know, there, there's a fine line to where GM has to warranty it. They have to warranty a truck and back a truck up that is mass-produced across the, the whole U.S. and in Canada. So different type of terrains, altitudes, temperatures, uh, on top of the vehicles, like I said, prior working under these different workloads. Well, well, they make you fill out like an education like test, like how well you know your truck before they sell it to you at the dealership, right? Because the dealership's concerned with you making— How many new vehicles have you bought, Paul? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> check. So, you know, the, the thing here is, is it's— 
that goes back to every tuner that's out there, I don't care if it's us or any of the other brands, that might not be the product for every L5P customer. Yeah. So, you know, there no no know the demographic. You know, my product might not be the best for you. You know, you might you might find a better uh, suited better for you to just leave it alone, or maybe buy a different truck, or what whatever that looks like. Right. So, you know, how many hundreds of thousands of trucks are produced a year? How many thousands of tuners does a, a end tuning company sell? They're not they're not tuning every truck. Every owner doesn't feel the need to have to tune their vehicle. Sure. Or even want the same thing out exactly. of it, right? I think exactly. that's a really good point. Yeah, but the thing I, I have had the exchange with a lot of customers on is like, listen, man, the manufacturers make these trucks. There's no education requirement on who drives it, how they use it, no. where they use it. That truck has to be able to stand up to the cost of a warranty claim driving fully up, up to gross vehicle weight, driving up Pikes Peak. Like, if you can drive on a public road... You, you have to be able to warranty that truck. There's a lot of fucking roads that are just scary, man. Like, yeah. if you put somebody behind it who doesn't know what they're doing in a 3500 dually gross at gross vehicle weight with a huge trailer on it, and they're running up some of these, you know, the Eisenhower Pass, <laughs> and they, they think they're going to keep their foot in to keep the speed up. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's nobody at, at, well, not, at the dealership who tells you, hey, that's a really stupid idea. Like, that's an, yeah, that's but, an education and an experience right. thing. And if that wasn't the case, then the OE wouldn't be putting fail-safes into the vehicles and limiters and things like that. So you got to think of everything as a whole, man. You know, these 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 manufacturers, these companies are mass-producing these vehicles, and us as a consumer like, oh, they're making a killing. Well, how many millions of dollars or billions of dollars did they have to invest to produce these vehicles to get a return on, on what they were investing their money into? And I think like that's the bigger picture that a lot of us don't really think about. Absolutely. Hey, guys, uh, we do also just want to acknowledge there are some uncontrolled variables in our testing. So I, I just want to bring back just kind of a so quick we're not dis- perfect? A quick disclosure here. No, we're not we're not perfect. <laughs> um okay, so in any testing there are certain variables that either can't be controlled for or you get done and realize you missed something. In this test, there's really not a lot that I have to call out. Uh, what I would say is that there's always the potential of like slight variation. So when we're measuring three percent uh three percent soot gain there's always some variation in the truck because the truck heats up, the truck cools down. Yep. That's why we tried to keep those operating temps so close to each other and exhaust gas temps so close to each other so that it would give time for the sensors to recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Again, we're not measuring how many gallons of fuel are in a five-gallon bucket. We're we're reading a percentage that the computer has calculated. Yep. So it, it, it's, there's always some fluctuation in there. However, again, consistently across the board, we've backed up the data with several other platforms. We see that this is very, very common. Yep. Um, I really didn't have any other uncontrolled variables in this test to kind of disclose up front, no. but I, I do encourage guys that if you got questions about how emissions equipment works, great resource to go to is Diesel Hub. Uh, they have Duramax Hub, Power Stroke Hub, Cummins Hub. Um, it, it's an awesome website. It, it's awesome branches. They have great details. Also, Diesel Tuners blog. Uh, I personally have written several articles about how emissions equipment worked. I've used those other places as my resources. So if you want to go to where I've gone to do my research, feel free, man, like get educated. Uh, There's also some really good podcasts out there. So the guys over at Diesel Power Products have a great podcast. Uh, So I want to give a shout out to Ben and the boys over there. Uh, Definitely check out their episode on how emissions equipment works. 
Uh, Chris, what are some other places people can go to learn about how emissions equipment actually works? Man, Google is an awesome resource, let me tell you. <laughs> no. Um, you know, I think, you know, not to toot our own horns, but I think this is a topic that we have touched on multiple times in the past. Um, if you're not much of a reader like myself, a lot of the Diesel Insights videos that you and the guys over at Calibrated Power have done, you know, um, I find myself, you know, from time to time in the office uh, looking up links and sending those to a lot of my uh, potential and current customers, yeah. even my dealers that are looking for, you you know, networking and, and things like that. So, um, or marketing, if you will. So, um, I think that that's a big tool that I take it for granted myself because I have the luxury of having Nick teach me what I need to know, and sure. not everyone has that outlet. Um, but I, I would say that those are probably the biggest tools that someone's going to use. Um, I would have to say, you know, flipping through a lot of the Diesel Power magazines and the Diesel World magazines, so you start true. to see a lot of uh, up to date articles on what's currently going on. Um, it's not so much the, oh, there's this 2015 Duramax making a thousand horsepower and it says <laughs> that it's tuned, but it doesn't say anything about not having the emissions on there because they can't openly talk about it. Right, right, right. So <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of stuff there that, uh, you know, if, if someone wants to learn or wants to know more, there's a lot of really good resources literally at your fingertips. Just get on the computer, type in how does emissions work, go on any of the, I'll call them the hubs, as yeah. you will. You know, I've, I've had the luxury of looking at that because you force it down my back, and you know, <laughs> it works. It works. Um, hey, man, you, guys, you know Black Friday is next week. Thanksgiving is next week. Uh, one of the things we, we try to do for our listeners is give you guys a little bit of a heads up. So I have sent out a couple of email campaigns to some of the people who have already contacted yep. us. So if you've already contacted Duramax Turner Calibrated Power, I tried to make sure you got an email about our Black Friday sale. For all of our listeners who you've never emailed us, email Chris Emke. That's C-E-H-M-K-E at DuramaxTuner.com. Um, you mean, can email Chris. He'll put you into the system. That'll get you onto the mailing list. Chris, you want to do a quick rundown on our Black Friday sale? Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I think we're by the time this goes live, you know, we're, we're fairly close to the sale. So. It's going to go live today. Day the yeah. 21st. So, I mean, you know, the, the 27th we go live. So, literally oh. in seven days. Um, for us as an organization, you know, $100 off stealth turbochargers. Um, yeah. So, you know, if anyone's looking for uh, a new drop in turbocharger for your uh, 5.9 Cummins or any of your Duramaxes other than the L5P, you know, feel free to reach out. You know, we have something in stock ready to go, multiple versions of each 64 and yeah. 67s. Yeah. Um, tuners so we're doing 10% off pretty much all of our tuners um, so if you have you know a, a 2011 to 2019 power stroke or you have a 2011 well if you have an 01 through 2020 Duramax yep. we got you uh, 2016 to 2019 2.8 Duramax um, if you have a Cummins I mean we support 98 and a half all the way through 2018 sorry 2019 guys nothing yet um, but yeah, the, the, the 98 and a half through, uh, through 2018. Um, and then, do, and then can, oh, I'm sorry. Any more? No, I was just going to say, you know, uh, we also do the gas tuning, uh, GM TDI gas. Volkswagen yep. stuff, but the big hitter right now is going to be the ag stuff. Yeah. So, this is the month. Yep. You know, if you, uh, if you have any tractors, combines, sprayers, you know, uh, 2250 yeah. is retail on a yep. power manager that covers any of your big rig stuff. So over the road trucks, ag equipment, <laughs> construction equipment, anything like that, anything in our HD line, mm -hmm. uh, 2250 is what you're looking at normal price. That means you're going to save $225, man. Right like this bat. is simple math, like right off the top, yep. jump then, on it and do it. And then the other thing, you know, I'm not going to just openly say right now, but, uh, 
WC Fab, Exergy. There are going to be some sale promos. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I, out of respect for them, am not going to go live with their sales until they go live with their sales. That's right. Um, publicly, but uh, if you guys have any questions on injectors or intercooler pipes or you know turbo kits or anything like that, feel free to reach out. I'll be glad to help. So absolutely. And then we have two big doorbuster deals. Yeah, um, I wanted you to. I wanted you to drop this. One. I have. I have fought for for weeks to get this pricing approved, guys. Uh, I am so excited about it. You guys have heard us talk about the Mahindra Roxor. That's the uh, side-by-side UTV that runs a 2.5-liter yes, diesel-charged common, yep. common rail. Um, Diesel-turbocharged common rail are the yep. words I was trying to use, all out of order. Uh, it, we've been excited about this thing. We love driving this thing. Uh, our producer on the show and... Um, Video videographer, we're calling him yep. uh, at Duramax Tuner. Justin Tyson's done some great video work on these. We got some really cool uh, footage of this thing running. So if you haven't seen it, it looks like a, an old '40s Willys Jeep uh, updated. <sighs> Man, we finally got the RX41 Stealth Turbo drop in for it. Yep. So we actually are able to upgrade the turbo on this little Mahindra. Already, our tuning doubles the horsepower in it. And then Max is out with the factory turbocharger is capable of. And Absolutely. Now, now there's a turbocharger, the RX41. Very short order. We're also going to have a intercooler kit uh, to upgrade fall, them to yeah. an intercooler. So that should be out by the end of the yeah. year. But, and then, of course, we have an Exergy CP3 pump. Now, the turbo kit itself is a $900 product. It's $899. It comes with your gasket. It comes with your high-strength high turbo boot. For Black Friday, so from the 27th of November until December 4th, we are going to let this thing go at 649. And what does that turbocharger offer? It has the capability of 200 wheel horsepower from the factory 52 horsepower output. So 4X. That is just ridiculous. And it's so much fun to drive on the street. So um, we have the turbos here. They're manufactured. They're in stock. They're ready to go. Paul... Justin, you know, the guys uh, over at the shop, everyone else in, that is included in the project have really done a really good job of, uh, you know, the video edits, uh, getting the parts here ready to go. Like we have these things on the shelf by the masses, like they're yeah. ready to go. Um, so anyone that's in the UTV market or owns a Mahindra Roxor, uh, feel free to reach out. You know, we'll have those live and it's a full kit. So um, the turbocharger will come with all the gaskets, uh, hardware, um, silicone boot, everything needed to do the full install. And there is no core. So you keep your factory turbocharger in the event that, you know, you wanted to return it to stock. That's right. Um, but the second product, which is what I am super, super, super excited well, you just, for. You just spent two days in one of them. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, and, and that's a little different of a, of a platform than what we're used to. And we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Yeah. Uh, because we're not known for gas tunes. We're just, we're not. <laughs> like, we, 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 we've... We've tinkered with them in the past. We've played around with them in the past. Um, but the Ford EcoBoost, it's a platform. Guys, the Ford F-150 is the most sold truck year over year. I want to say for like 17 years straight. Something crazy like that. Honestly, back in like 03, 04, if you had a 5.4 Triton, I'd be like, why the fuck are you driving this? But <laughs> driving a newer EcoBoost, whether it's a 2.7 or a 3.5, like I see the value out of the, out of the gate. Me being a gearhead, me being into diesels and tunes and, and upgrades and things like that, tuning one of our, our shop trucks now, and, and for me, again, having the ability to be in it the last, uh, I, I spent 18 hours, 17 hours in one, guys, the, over this week. Um, and that is uh, what, what we're offering, or what we're going live with is 2015 plus support, okay, yep. um, off of an easy link. So guys, any of the diesel guys out there that have, have looked at or have any experience with easy link support, we have that on the EcoBoost platform. Um, 
the tunes are completely ridiculous. So you take a, a stock truck, and with no modification or anything necessary, you're just on pump gas, 100 horsepower. Boom. If you have the ability to be in an area, and that, you know, 100, 120, um, if you have the luxury in your area of uh, being on, like, E85 or having the ability to go to E85, um, 140, 150 horsepower potentially. Boom. Um, no modifications needed. Now we can talk about, you know, slight modifications to, like, lift pumps and things like that to go can up we a just, more. Can we just pump the brakes there? I want to pull back two major features right there you just discussed. Mm-hmm. One, easy link. Nobody else no. in custom Raptor tuning is offering the EasyLink platform. What you have to do with a Raptor or with an F-150 yep. with an EcoBoost is you have to read the file, email it in, wait yep. for a file to come back, flash it. If you like it, great. If not, you may need multiple yes. revisions. EasyLink does not work that way. It's no. a cloud-based system. I ship you out an EasyLink. You hook up your phone, do it, boom, done. Hook up your phone, connect to your truck, connect to your tuner, you are done. It's a three-step process, no. and it's simple. And if you want updates, I just push them to the cloud, and you just download yep. them. It's very it's simple. all on you. Gauges also run right off of your smartphone. Right off your phone. And I think the second thing that uh, you know Paul wanted to stop me in my tracks on is no one else in the industry is enabling or offering the ability to do what's called flex fuel. Um, and I think for the diesel guys out there, we've never really understood nor cared about what that term is. Right. But what that term is, is in prior gas fashion, when you bought a tuner, you needed to either run a tune for 87 octane, 91 octane, 93 octane. If you were going to run a tune with ethanol, you had to run the ethanol E85 style tune. With what we're offering, we can offer a flex fuel tune that the truck itself auto-corrects for the ethanol content that that fuel has. Meaning, you flash one tune into the truck, you're going to go to this station, run 87, done, you don't have to flash shit. You want to do 91, you don't have to flash shit. 93, you don't have to flash shit. What's that? You can do, you do, wanna, 85. do you want to blend your E85 in with your gas? We did that the whole way. Uh, on Mix, match. Yep. You want you want to fill up a little yep. bit here and a little bit there. Maybe maybe you drive it on the weekends. Your wife drives it yep. during the week. Not a problem. Just to put it into perspective, right? So we were we we're talking about the power to weight ratios here. Um, that'd be like you taking your LB7 Duramax, so a older, lighter truck, putting a built trans, a lift pump, and tuning and a turbocharger to get it up to 600 to, horse. To get it up to 600 horse, these trucks weigh 5,000 pounds. They'll make 450 right out of the gate with simple bolt-ons. You can make 500 wheel horsepower. This is a truck. I mean, the power to weight ratio is similar to like a SRT8, you know, Challenger Charger type, you know, vehicle. It's getting in there. This is a truck where. On on dry pavement, you mash the throttle at 40, it'll blow the tires off till 80. None of our listeners would be that irresponsible or childish, Chris. I am. I don't care. <laughs> it's just, guys, like, I, I've never been much of a gas fan. I've never, I'm not much of a Ford fan, right? I Truth. think I've stressed that in the past, but the EcoBoost is truly a platform that I was mind boggled and blown away. Once again, you know, when Nick I'm came to us. still trying to find a reason to hate those things. Yeah, I know. When Nick came to us a couple of years ago when he wanted to get into this, you know, like any other time Nick comes to me with an idea, I look at him, I'm like, the fuck are we going to get into these for? That's stupid. <laughs> now I look at him, I'm like, yo, you were right. Yep. <laughs> you were yo, right. this thing's kind of cool. So that's another yep. package that we're going to be going live with. Uh, we're offering the, the door buster introductory there. What's the discount? So, support packs are going to retail at $500. That's That will be the price for the rest of our lives. Uh, mm-hmm. If not, probably going up from there right uh and this this one week sale from 1127 to 12.4 we're going to do the support pack at 300 bucks okay so 200 dollars off the support pack meaning retail for the auto agent and the tunes would be a thousand dollars what you guys are capable of getting them for is 800 boom so if you have any questions on that like i said you know like paula said and i've said feel free to reach out i will be glad to help any way i can um i am a little more knowledgeable than i was you know months ago on these platforms uh, but i've had the hands-on real-world experience to, you know, back up, uh, 
you know, back up what I say. So, you know, they're a really cool platform to work off of. We're really, really, really extremely excited about it. And of course, with typical calibrated power fashion, there's going to be uh, other upgrades from the tunes to come. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. And, you know, of course, we'll uh, provide some good insights on the podcast as time allots. That's right. Uh, guys, next week, we're going to dive into more about emissions equipment and we're going to mix it up with talking about making big horsepower on some older trucks uh, so make sure you stay tuned we'll get you at least one episode for the thanksgiving break we're really yep. trying to come up with two episodes for that long weekend so you guys have something to listen to for today this has been paul and chris thanks for listening none of our listeners would be that irresponsible or childish chris i am i don't care <laughs>